0: Um, Joshua chapter 3, we were there last week, and we were looking at act of faith last week. And this week, I just want to share a few thoughts on standing in the faith, standing in the faith. Joshua chapter 3, we're going to read those verses again, 14 through uh, to 17, but standing in the faith. Let's pray together tonight and just ask the Lord to help. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we Thank you, Lord, that you are all that we need. And Lord, we pray tonight for your help as we come to your precious word. Lord, you know every need that's in this house. Lord, you know every heart that's here. Lord, you hear the cry from every life. And Lord, we pray tonight, Lord, even as we turn to your word, that you would speak to us. Lord, that you would give us an unction of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would move by your power, Lord, in this house tonight, we already sense your lovely presence in our midst. And so, God, we pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty and a very deep way among us tonight. Lord, take your word, Lord, we pray. Lord, anoint it, Lord. Lord, give us ears to hear, hearts that are open, lives that are willing, O oh God. Father, we pray, Lord, that in these days that truly, Lord, there would be a people that would stand up for Jesus and Lord, we pray, O oh God, that you would help us, give us the great grace that we need, the great power of the Holy Ghost to be upon us. O oh, Father, we're praying, Lord, would you help us tonight, Lord? Lord, when we come to the time of prayer, we pray for your anointing, Lord, for the wind of God to blow into this room, Lord. Would you touch our lives? afresh tonight oh God would you endure us with the power of the Holy Ghost Lord would you break every chain Lord in this house tonight oh God oh Father we pray Lord that you'd move mightily Lord Lord we pray God for your help oh God Lord glorify your name through the preaching of your word tonight we lift up this nation Lord we believe Lord and see the destruction Lord of man Lord and sin Lord and the enemy and oh God tonight we're praying and believing Lord knowing that the only answer is a move of your spirit Lord. Oh Father we cry tonight Lord for this we town of Balnehinch Lord we're praying for a move of God Lord in this town Lord. Oh God we're praying for the souls of men Lord we're praying we believe Lord men are turning Lord we, as we heard tonight we know men are at their wits end Lord and Lord we believe and thank you that there's an answer and the answer is Jesus and oh God we pray for the conviction of sin. Lord, we pray, Lord, for that deep conviction of sin to come upon men, Lord. Oh, God, we're asking tonight, Lord, that you'd move in great power in these days, Lord, giving you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Joshua chapter 3, verse 14. And it came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And as they that bear the ark were come to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam that is beside Zeraton. And those that came down toward the Sea of the Plain, even the the Salt Sea, failed and were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. Verse 17. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. You know, I just again as last week I want to in some ways carry on from that and to encourage, you know, we're so blessed. I want to say this, to hear those wells opened up and that water, that fresh water as it were coming out in the place of prayer as people begin to step in and to believe God in prayer and to begin to cry out to the Lord. And I just want to encourage that again, if I could, uh, just to encourage the body in that way to stand, stand in the faith. You know, these men that were chosen to step in to this water, it was at the highest point that was at the brim and they were chosen at that time, one from each of the tribes to take that step of faith off the banks of the Jordan into that uh, into that river Jordan and as they took that step of faith into that water, the miracle took place when they made the step and I want to encourage you tonight you know many have begun I believe it and see it and we hear it have begun to make those Those small steps in, in, as it were, to what God has for them. But you know, not only have we to make the step in, but we need to stand in that victory that Christ has for us. We can't just step in and then pull back again on to the banks of that place of comfort and safety. God wants us to step into everything that he has for us and to stand, to make our stand by faith, by God's grace, and by the power of the Holy Ghost to step into what everything that God has for us individually and collectively as a people. So we're encouraged in the Bible to make a stand. These men stood, and because they stood in the midst of that River Jordan, there was a, a whole company of people were able to pass through into what God had for them in the Canaan's land. But, you know, we're told in the scriptures, if you have your Bible there, in Ephesians chapter 6, in that great warfare chapter where Paul is, uh, as as it were, closing off to the church at Ephesus and encouraging them in the faith and in, in the warfare, the good warfare, the good fight that we've been called into and he talks to them there in those final verses in Ephesians chapter 6 and finally my brethren verse 10 he wants us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might praise the Lord he wants us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might this is He's about to engage with us what it is to be in warfare, uh, in the place of warfare and what we need for the Christian fight, the battle that every one of us that are engaged in. We're in a fight, but the Bible says it's a good fight. And thank God it's a fight that we have the victory in. But there in verse 13, and not going through the whole armor tonight, but there he says to us in verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. We need the whole armor of God. We need to put on Christ. And he says that ye might be able to withstand. And that word simply means to resist in the evil day. And brothers and sisters, we are living in a wicked day. This is an evil day. And we have an armor and we must stand in the power of the Holy Ghost. And we must withstand, that is resist, in the evil day. And having done all of that, we need to stand. So there's a resistance for the believer. It says to withstand. There is a great battle, a spiritual battle That's taken place. We know we're living in the last days. We're well versed on that. We know what happens as the events are unfolding. We know that spiritual wickedness will increase will wax worse and worse. We see, as it were, the stage for the Antichrist is already set. And we know that we're living in those final moments of time. The devil knows his time is short And we also are aware that in those last days there's an outpouring of wickedness that will flood the earth. And we know in those final moments of time that the battle will be for the faith of the church of Jesus Christ, their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But here Paul tells us that in that evil day, verse 13, we are to take unto us the whole armor of God that we might be able to withstand that is resist there has to be a resistance in that evil day that's the church of Jesus Christ there is only two kingdoms on this earth it's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan the church of Jesus Christ the kingdom of God people men and women that are born of the spirit of God and there are those that are outside of Christ in the kingdom of darkness and a, there is a conflict between those two kingdoms. Thank God tonight that the battle has been won through the cross of Jesus Christ. But we know we're engaged in a battle. It's a real battle. It's individual. It's for families. And it's for the church of Jesus Christ corporately in these days. There are people in this room tonight that currently are engaged in great battles of the mind, the spiritual activity of Satan against the mind, against people's lives. And we know the lies of the enemy, the fiery darts of the wicked one that are coming against the individual and the corporate body as a whole. But thanks be to God that gives us the victory. We are not to be passive in this warfare. It's not flesh. It's not fists and feet but it is prayer and it is faith in God and it's by the power of the Holy Ghost that we must resist In the evil day, brothers and sisters, once you want to step out in God, once you decide to take that step into what God has in that victory, you're going to find that there's a resistance against that. You must know that's not just a feeling, but that's a spiritual opposition. Now, it's important that we understand that, but we must take that step by faith into everything that God has for us. And so the the, the question I want to ask tonight is how does a believer resist the devil? Because the Bible tells us we're supposed to. How do we resist those spiritual forces of darkness that are against us? And I want to encourage everyone, especially perhaps the younger believers. And it's so important that you know this, that every believer has battles Every believer goes through battles spiritually and know that in that battle that God is greater in us than he that is in the world. And you're not on your own in your battle. That's one of the lies of the enemy. They isolate us they make us feel it's only me, it's nobody else, and so forth. But friends, we got to go forward into what God has for us. In James 4 and verse 7, this is what the Bible says. James 4 and 7. The Bible says this, and this is important for your victory. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. And I want to stop there before I move forward. Because this is so crucial in the victory that God has for us. To live that life in the victory. It begins, first of all, with a life that's submitted to God. That is a heart that is surrendered. You know there's victory in surrender. There's a victory when we surrender that heart and all its desires and all its wants but it's just simply surrendered at the at the foot of the cross. So the Bible says first of all and I want to encourage those that are in those intense battles currently at the moment the first thing is Submit yourself to God. Give your life. Give your all to Jesus. Lay everything on that altar to him. Don't wrestle in the flesh. Don't wrestle with the things or the personalities or what's going on. Just simply come to the cross. Submit everything to God. Lay everything down at Jesus' feet. Just surrender it all at his feet. Secondly then, James says here, James 4 and 7. Then he says, now resist. The devil. That's that's the attacks of the enemy. The enemy is a real enemy. he's a liar, he's a deceiver, he'll work in every type of way, especially in the mind of the believer, the thoughts that can come, the lies that he would say, the twisting of God's word, the doubt that would come, the fear that would come, the confusion, God's not the author of confusion. So we know when it all comes, that's all coming from the enemy. So the Bible then, after we're submitted, tells us here, resist the devil. He's saying, stand up against the devil now that's not in a fleshly way that's not in your own strength that's in the power be strong in the lord and in the power of his might that's in the power of the cross the power of the blood the power of the holy spirit the authority of god's word stand here and resist the devil now what does it say finally in god's word and he will flee from you. Would you all read those last five, six words with me? And he will flee from you. That's God's word. That's the authority of the word of God tonight. Now listen very carefully. So I want, I want to just help us tonight if I could. We know that that enemy comes. He brings fear. He brings doubt. He'll use circumstances, things that are happening in every home in this house tonight that behind the face there's battles, there's trials, there's difficulties, there's fears, there's things that we're battling with or going through and seeking God on. And, and that can all happen all in a day. We can waken up and our whole day is transformed by things that come. But here's the place of victory. It's at the cross. The devil hates the cross. So we come to submit ourselves at the feet of of Jesus. Then we must resist. There's an act in the spiritual for us to resist against the enemy. And here's the authority of the word of God. And he will flee from you. That's the word of God. Now how do we resist the word of God? I want to go through a few things with you tonight that's crucial for us to resist those spiritual forces. Number one, most importantly, there's power in God's word we got to know the Word of God, brothers and sisters. If the Bible's laying closed, listen, I, just, I don't say this in a condemnatory way, in any way, but if our Bibles are lying closed from one week to the next and the enemy's absolutely just coming down on top of us, onslaught after onslaught, we need to know That this is the sword of the spirit. This is the authority. This is our sword tonight. You know we said. We sang that song with the high praises of God in our mouths. And a two-edged sword in our hands. The Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That's not knowing all the great doctrines of scripture. That's simply being in the word. Man shall not live by bread alone. But every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So we want to. We want to take authority over the enemy. We do that not in our own strength, but in the power of his word. This is the sword of the spirit. God has given us a mighty weapon tonight. It's God's word. And the example that was set before us is in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Matthew chapter 4. If you turn over for a moment that the temptation of the Lord in the wilderness, it was Satan himself himself. That came to the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 4 verse 3. And we know he was tempted here three times. But we'll just look at his response each time. Matthew 4 and 3. It says, And when the tempter came to him, when he came to him, he said, If thou be, if, if. You see again how the enemy works. We're bringing doubt, we're bringing question upon God's word. If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Jesus answered and said unto him, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We see him again respond unto the enemy in verse 7. Jesus said unto the devil it is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. We see it again in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 10. Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And at that moment, the devil left him, and the angels came and ministered unto him, and Christ returned from that wilderness in the power of the Holy Ghost. Brothers and sisters, tonight we must we must resist By the power and the authority of God's word. We must know the word of God. We must know that this is the sword of the spirit. Number two. I'm going through these quickly just so we can get to prayer tonight. But number two. It's the power of prayer. We need to be praying. We need to be a praying people. We need to be on our knees. Ephesians chapter 6. Again back into that chapter if we would. Ephesians 6 and verse 18. It says these words, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Number one, the power of his word. Number two, the power of prayer. This is a powerful weapon that the Lord has given us to pray, to resist spiritual forces and darkness against the individual and the church. Ephesians 6 and 18. Pray always, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching their own with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, not only are we to pray for ourselves, pray to God. But well, we're to pray for the brethren. We're to pray one for one another. We're to pray and encourage one another. When you see someone in the battle, pray for them. You, know, go, well, you don't need to know everything about the detail of it, but a hand on the shoulder and a prayer and a, an encouragement, friends, that will encourage a brother or sister. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but what are they? But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That is a powerful thing, friend, it's real tonight. It's God's word. Oh, how we need to pray and believe God together. The part of his word and the part of prayer, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal things. In other words, it's not. It's not a fleshly thing, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. And you know, the enemy would seek, this is real tonight, but the enemy would seek to build fortified places in our minds. He would seek to find a foothold in our lives by bringing doubt and fear or using a circumstance and to try and build into that. Doubt and fear and apprehension. Things that are contrary to the word of God. So if he can get a foothold, he's got a stronghold. But let me tell you, friends, tonight, the weapons of our warfare, are mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds of the enemy. He wants to shut that mouth. He wants to fill that well in. He wants to hold that believer back. He wants them to sit On the bank of the Jordan. Don't make a move. Don't do anything. He wants to petrify them with fear. And the fear of man will bring a snare. But the weapons of our warfare. They're mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Where the spirit of the Lord is. What is there? There's liberty. So we must be proactive. In taking that step into the river. Not only stepping in. But standing in faith in the river. You know, years ago, my mum and dad always took us up as kids. We nippers up the white rocks and all types of weather, freezing cold. And then everyone trunks on and away you go. You run down into the sea, but you run away in and you only got it up to your ankles. And then you run away out again. And friends, God doesn't want us to be running in one week and running out the next. He wants us to run in and he wants us to stand in the face. To resist the the evil one in the evil day. And haven't at all we're going to stand by the grace of God. Not only the power of his word. The power of prayer. But another great weapon. But it's a great privilege. And it does your soul good. The power of praise. The power of praise. Listen to me friend tonight. This is one of the things that I believe the enemy has robbed so many in the church of The power of. Of praise. God inhabits the, isn't that what the word of God says? God inhabits the praises of his people. So the enemy wants to shut us up, he wants to close us down, he wants us to become all religious. You know, all, you know, yes, I'm Pentecostal, but I don't know. I just stand here. I'll just die here. I'll just murmur through the songs. I'll not lift my hands. I'll not worship God. You know, and that's not for me. That's just for, listen, friend, tonight, it's a wonderful honor to praise the Lord. It's great to be a living stone tonight. You know, we don't praise him. He says, I'll get those very rocks to cry out and praise me because he's worthy tonight of praise. I want to encourage you, friends. I know there's so much tradition, I listened on the radio today of of a funeral of John Hume just for a few moments and I tell you friends, you talk about death, not that he was dead but you talk about dead religion I mean it was dead And all the people, I felt so sad for all the people that are caught up in that religion. But we're God's people. We have been washed in the blood. We have been set free by the power of the Spirit. Tonight we have a right to shout and we have a right to sing the praises of God. What happens when we praise? Well, we find it in Acts chapter 16, a well-known scripture again. Acts 16 and 25. I know all these are well-known, but I believe it's important to sometimes go back over the basic things that encourage encourages. But Acts 16 and 25. And Paul and Silas really had no reason in the natural why they should sing or why they should pray. Things weren't looking too good. They're in prison. So it's not looking great. But you know, God's people, listen, friends, tonight, it's not by our feelings, it's by faith. It's, you might be in a prison, in a sense, not literally, but you might be going through a tough time, and we all do. You might be in the valley, you might be in the, as it were, with Elijah, you might be at the brook that's dried up, you might be in the cave, you've wrapped yourself up, and you're saying, It's only me left. You know, the self pity thing comes. But, friends, I want to tell you, there's something in praise that releases, it does release us in the spiritual. There's something happens, not just because we're making a nice noise, but from the heart, we're beginning to call it to God. It says here at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed. They lifted up the weapons that were given to them. They began to seek the Lord. They were in prison. They had every reason just to be quiet and go to sleep. But here they began to pray and they sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. You know, you're not allowed to sing apparently, but I'm going to sing anyway. You know, it doesn't really matter what they're going to do. But listen, let me tell you, friend, tonight, when the church of Jesus Christ begins to praise the Lord, you know what happens? Prisoners hear them. I'm not just talking about in the natural, but something happens in the spiritual There's an awakening, there's an earthquake that happens. You know, the devil hates God's people praising him. And here's what happens. Suddenly, there's a great earthquake. The foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, doors were opened and everyone's bands, what happened, were loosed. You know, friends, tonight some people need their bands loosed. They need the chains to be broken. They need the old things of religion. They need to be set free from religion. Religion's an awful thing, and it creeps into every denomination. It creeps in. We have done it this way for hundreds of years. God deliver us from doing it our way for hundreds of years, but let us enter in to the liberty of the Spirit of God. The power of praise looses the bonds. Let me tell you, friend, tonight. You might be able to give me enough reasons why you shouldn't praise him. But I can tell you, as the song says, there's never a reason strong enough for not praising the Lord. Never. I know we all know what it is not to feel like it. But friends, even when it's a precious, someone prayed it, a precious sacrifice. You know, it even makes it more precious because he comes and he floods that soul with his presence and the liberating power of his spirit. Not only is there the power of praise, and there's just a couple more, but you no, know, thank God tonight for the power of his blood. You no, know, haven't done all, we're going to stand. But I can tell you, friend, we're not going to stand in our own strength. We're not going to stand and beat our chest. But tonight we're going to stand in the victory that Christ has given us through the cross. The Bible says, Revelation 12 and 11, or uh, Revelation 12 and 11, and they overcame him. Let's read it together. We know it probably without turning to it. But if you don't know it, turn to it. Read it tonight afresh. Revelation 12 and 11. Let's set let's out together. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. We just say praise the Lord tonight. Isn't that the victory we have? You know, it's all in that blood. That blood. That blood is our victory tonight. The life is in that blood. You know, that life is in that blood. Seeing Violet today and that blood going into her vein and how it suddenly began to lift her up and her whole countenance has begun to change because they're putting that blood in the natural into that body. But thank God we have a wonder working power in the blood of Jesus and it brings life into the body tonight. And so we resist the devil. By the power of his word, by the power of prayer, by the power of praise, and by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And lastly, by the power of the Holy Ghost and how we need the Holy Ghost. Amen. Listen, brothers and sisters, there's a lot of smart people today in the church. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm simple enough to believe this. The church needs the Holy Ghost more than ever. Amen. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. Listen to me, friend, and he's welcome in this house tonight. He's welcome in this place tonight because he'll bring everything of the riches of Christ and every need that's in this house. The Holy Ghost as a river will come into this room and every heart that's opened and willing and believing tonight, that river touches that life and every chain and every need is met in the power of the Holy Ghost. Because he brings everything of who Christ is. It's not by mine or by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. In Luke chapter 10 and 19, Jesus said to his disciples, I give you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Would you say the word all? All. Christ has given the church because of his victory, Because of what he has done. Because of the victory of the cross. Christ has given his people the power over all. The power of the enemy. That's an that's the word of God tonight. You know, the devil would try to make some believers feel that they're on the end of his foot and he can do what he wants with them, kick them about, stand on them, trail them through hedges in a spiritual sense, torment their minds, fill them with fear, tell them there's no hope, tell them there's no victory, tell them there's no way through, tell them this is the way it is. Let me tell you, friend, tonight, you got to declare the word of God you got to stand on the promises. He's given us power over all the power of the enemy. He's given us the authority. We're more than conquerors through Christ tonight. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And we got to stand in that river and proclaim it. Not just in a positive confession, but we believe it in our hearts. It's God's word tonight. Twelve men stepped in. Twelve men stepped in. Significant, of course, the twelve. Stepped in in that old 12 men, 12 apostles chosen by God. Stepped in to that river in Acts chapter 2. Stepped into the fullness of God. These men turned that world upside down. Has God changed? Has God changed? Is he the same God today? Is it the same Jesus is it the same Holy Ghost? Is it the same part of his word? Is it the same part that's in his blood? Is it the same part of prayer? We must know tonight, friends, 12 men simply stepped in. They just took that step. I don't know how they picked them. I don't know what they said. I don't know what way it would be standing on the banks of the Jordan saying, Led, you're one, James. You're another, Trace. Neil, we've got, there's the 12. Now yous go on in there. Take up that Ark of the Covenant. I know we're natural men and women. So we have natural feelings. But they're looking at the river. The river's absolutely up. There's enough reason not to step in. But with faith and obedience in God's word. They just simply took that step off that bank. Into that water. This is a real story. This is a true story. Stepped into that water. And by the power of God. The miracle happened. As that Jordan began to open up. But the men stood firm on dry ground. See, when they stood there, they made it possible. Friends, as I quoted it last week, they made it possible for so many to enter into everything what God had for them. That victory is there, friend. The miracle happened when they stepped in. The miracle happens by faith and obedience to God. Thank God we know this river is a type of the Holy Spirit. The river of life that flows it requires faith. It requires obedience. The Bible says, for whatsoever is born of God. You're born again. Would you just give me an amen? amen. Now, this is what the Bible says about you. Listen, if you're down in the dumps, if you're feeling that the enemy's on top of you, listen to God's word. And I pray as I say this, that it won't be the voice Of Tim McElrath, but it'll be the Spirit of God will quicken this to your heart because God's speaking to you individually. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. If you're born of God, praise the Lord, you're an overcomer. You know, in that river, we often heard it years ago, but David found the stone. That was going to take down that giant. When he went to that river. Can I tell you friends. There's still stones in this river. That take down giants. You might have a giant in your life. I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're thinking. But I want to tell you. There's an answer in this river. And that answer is brought to us by the Holy Spirit. It's all in Christ. But there is a stone in this river. That's going to take out your giant. We take the step of faith. The miracles happen when we take the step, but when we stand. And haven't done all, what do we do? We just simply stand. But the miracles happen when we take the step, when we act, when we, even though vulnerable and weak, but by faith we step in. You know, the devil would be happy, and I know he would be, he would be happy for you to stay seated, stay seated on the bank, to be a spectator, to be a bystander, and just to watch it all happen. But I want to tell you, friend, God doesn't want you to be a bystander, not one person in this room, or a spectator. He wants you to step in. He wants you to stand firm on the dry ground. He doesn't want us to stagger, but he wants us to believe the promise tonight. To be strong in our faith. And last of all, like Abraham, he wants us to give all the glory to God. Stand. Take the step, friend. I encourage you tonight. Don't go in and come out. But make the stand for Jesus tonight. Stay strong in the faith. Use the word of God. And God will come. He's a faithful God. He's a miracle-working God. And we believe him together tonight. Let's pray just as we're coming to prayer tonight. Amen. Let's seek the Lord together.